everybody out there to the uh, podcast that's Talk A Good Game, the Me Chronicle podcast. And I'm here in the studio here with Fergal this week. How are you doing, Jimmy? Fergal, how are you? I'm wonderful. Good to hand over the hosting reins to you for this week. Yeah, uh, we, we thought we'd change things around a little bit and I'd uh, introduce everybody to the, to our podcast and uh, we'll discuss the, ma- the, the uh, great weighty matters of, of the, um, the me GA world and, uh, and me sports sporting world, world, yeah, world yeah. and everything else that's happening around me the, over the weekend and, and uh, onwards looking ahead to Fergal. Uh, yes, so it certainly was a quiet week in terms of you know the championships are, are finished and major championships but there is uh, there are other championships on the on the, you know have been played and in the pipeline yeah well it was a mental probably four months of football championship one week hurling championship another week where we were covering four five six games every weekend uh, between the two of us and also thank thanks to uh Lads like Sean Wall and Davey Rispin for their help as well Indeed. In, in trying to cover as many games as possible. But yeah, it was good to get a weekend that wasn't as busy, but um, still plenty of football in Hurland to come. A few a few uh, Leinster club games coming up. And of course, um, we had St. Ultons in the Ladies Leinster Junior Club Championship. You were at that one, Jimmy, on Saturday. Yes, uh, I, was, I went out to uh, Newman Park Shaw Newman Park. Of course, it's a fine venue named after a great Bormean player who won it. Bormean Gerlines were were a great club back in the early part of the last century. The yeah, one a lot four. of trim men on that one. Uh, I believe there had been a falling out in yes. trim, um, and a lot of lads up sticks and left left trim to go and play with Bormean. Yeah, go on, take on yeah, that very, story it was very, Well, I don't, well very, very unusual uh, circumstances. I don't know the full details of that, but I, I know that I had heard that before, all right, how trim players had ended up. Do you know more about that, Fergal? No, it, it is. There's a great book that was, uh, Trim brought out a great history of their club, uh, the great Yank McCann, and uh, well, Seamus Brennan actually was the driving force behind the book. There's a great history of Trim G, and it goes into all that about how Bormean... I think Bormean might have won four or six senior championships yes. in a row. So this old, uh, the old thing that Trim have only won one senior football championship in 1962, while it is true, uh, there had been a falling out of the club and a lot of the players went to Bormean in the 20s, was it? Uh, 20s, 40s, yes, it that was, yeah, well, in, in the 20s mm, around about mm, then mm, and won a few championships <laughs> with Bormean at that time. And, and even before that as well, yeah. So they were a major club and uh, one of the, the, the captain, I think, he, Sean, Newman captained them to four titles if I'm not mistaken uh, so that's you know what an achievement that was Fergal what an achievement but you know it just shows that's the biggest pirate isn't it the second biggest parish in Ireland isn't that the claim to fame for yes. Bormean yes a massive area there so uh, and they're split into about how many different GA clubs in the one parish or there's Dunderry Cortown St. Dalton's who had South yeah. around that parish you know? well, there used to be more back yeah. in the day you know yeah. back there was more clubs around there wasn't there and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. so but the, the, you know Sean Newman Park is a fine venue beautiful it, spot yeah. it was the location for uh, the the Leinster Junior Football Championship uh, Ladies Leinster Junior Football Championship clash between St. Dalton's and Kildare side Raheens 
So it was a massive uh, occasion for the club because St. Dunton's, well, they, they were a major force back in the day as well. Back in uh, 2015, I think that was uh, 2016, or yes. around then, there was the, the, there were senior football championships. Of course, before that as well. Yeah, 2004, got, I think, between 2004 and 2015. They got to a series of, of county finals. Like in 10 or 12 county finals in, in probably 15 years or 14 years they were in 10 or 12 senior finals. And they had some t- tremendous players, but they were unfortunate to uh, to come up against a, a very strong, well, a, a, a completely powerful Central Sound side yeah. who won what ten in a row. Uh, they won know, thirteen, t- I think. Thirteen or won thirteen in fifteen years or something. Yeah, they won a ten in a row. You know, some incredible record like that. So not as incredible as Barry McCarbury and Waterford, who won have won. I see they're in the Munster Ladies final now. They've won the Waterford Ladies Senior Football Championship for the 41st year in a row this year. <laughs> 41 right, years in okay. a row. Jesus. Right, okay. So that's... Uh, Imagine starting out in that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a bit, a bit too dominant there. That can get a bit boring after a while. But Poor mean Geraldine's just looking at it here. Six, seven titles in eight years between 1909 and 1916. So uh, yeah, that's how they're and they were beaten by Rakeni in another final as well. Beat a walkover off Old Castle in nineteen sixteen. Uh, playoff Hearts have refused to play on. There's some queer history. Seemed to have won in nineteen fourteen. Yeah, a few good few titles there for Bormean. Anyway, sorry we digress. Yeah, but <laughs> distracted there. Well, as I say, if, uh, Sean Newman captained four four in a row, I believe. So uh, you know, it's what a, what an honour it is for anybody, Fergal, to have a, mm. to have a pitch named after you. You know, it's a tremendous honour, isn't yeah. it? So the St Dalton's ladies were gracing that pitch on Saturday, as you yeah, were saying. Yeah, yeah. St Dalton's, as I said, they're back. They had gone they, now this year. St Dalton's. I'd love to know what price if there was such a thing as a price for for the teams in the in that championship in terms of what price they were because they hadn't won a game in the championship for three years previous to this year. Yeah, but that would be senior, intermediate, and then down into junior. So they were relegated. This yes, this was this their first year in junior or their second year in junior. Well, so you know, so yeah. whereas they hadn't won. A championship game they were at higher levels they were probably one of the favourites to win the junior championship yes one of the favourites to win the junior championship yeah. yes absolutely well well, okay considering well, the talent the players yeah, they yeah, have because, there you know but I mean what a, it was quite a sharp descent in recent years yeah they still hadn't won a match in, in three years in a championship game in yeah. three years so I mean that was uh, hard to break that habit yeah yeah look every club goes through bad times but that's you know for a major club like that that would really put you know that was really uh, the barren spell really uh, going through the desert but look at the, this year they were, beat Manalvi in the in the final this year too. This year, yeah, yeah, they sort of revived their, themselves. They got back into the um, the final. They got back into Leinster. Always a great sign for a club, isn't it, Fergal, to see a club to see a team play in these provincial championships? Well, it's, it's a sign they won their county championship. Well, exactly, it's a sign that they're, they're very they're going places. They are, they are. They're it, going up. Yes, uh, Sam Yord, he took over uh, as manager. Nobody wanted the job apparently. Uh, so Sam stepped up to the breach and he did very well with him he, he was talking about how he uh, he got the team together he, he got them training they responded great to the tra- you know the demands of the training they, they won matches and um, you know he spoke about how the wonder you would imagine 
that looking back in the year that you think that okay the final over Manavi would be the, the, the one game that did he'd remember most of all but no it was the first championship match the first victory over Julik Bellistan yeah you so and, and of course they went on and they won the Mead championship and uh, but this first game in Leinster proved to be just a, a bridge too far for them uh, kind of three minutes of madness Jimmy I believe yeah, from reading your report a, well yeah there was a couple of goals scored uh, you know Raheen's Raheen's this is the first time they've ever been in a Leinster uh, competition they were formed 10 years ago one of them was telling me by uh, uh, you know an underage team was formed in the area a 12, under 12 team it's the core though that team it moved up through the years and became this uh, this current side the one that the junior as I say in, in Kildare this year um, and um, you know what, what an achievement what a big day for them then on, on and to celebrate you know like that one the, the Leinster what was the final score do you pop your heads now yeah the final score um, Fergal you know it was um it was uh, three, three, ten. Was it? I'd have to just check that now. But, uh, no, sorry. Uh, f- five, five and nine. Was it? To um, five, nine to one eleven. One eleven. Yes. Yeah. So Raheem's yeah. at five nine. But as you said, was it three minutes in your match report? You you say that the game hinged in a three minute spell where there was two goals scored for Raheem. Yeah, and, by Sarah and McGovern, their midfielder. Yeah, and a missed penalty or a. Was it a missed penalty yes, for, yeah, yeah. for St. Dalton's? Yes, uh, Rachel Cassie, uh, she, she had a super game on Saturday, but she her penalty shot just went wide of the post. Uh, you know, it was just, it, yeah, it was. It was a couple of madcap, three madcap minutes. It looked like, um, you know... Uh, had they scored that goal, it might have made a huge difference. Because exactly. I think uh, Raheem's went down after... So the, what was it? They, they scored, there was actually three goals, I think, to score, according to your report. There was a great first goal. Then the second goal uh, came after St. Dalton's had missed the penalty. And straight yeah. away from the kick-out after that second goal... Raheem's got a third goal right so yeah. you know that second goal might in the game I know ifs ands and buts and all that sort of shite but if St. Dalton's had scored that penalty that second goal might in the game and subsequently the third goal which came from the kick out after the second goal if that makes sense that yeah, wasn't yeah. the game either it, it so it could have been a lot tighter than well, the scoreline this is suggests. what happens in games doesn't it I mean this is how games can change uh, how the balance of a game can change in an instant I mean St. Lawrence were very much in the game up till then mm. but they never really recovered from that not not surprisingly the state where they had a very good uh, second half uh, last 15 minutes or so they were they were really pressing forward it looked like the, and they did get, they did get a goal you know Aoife Rispin got a goal for them close close to the end but it proved to be just a consolation but what I, it was still it's a, it's a great you know club St. Dalton's and Lady Football it's been a great name down the years and here they are again on the way back up and we uh, certainly wish them well yeah mm-hmm. um, but there was some success uh, for me ladies club teams in action screen um, we have no details unfortunately the game was away uh, for Screen they were playing uh, also at Kildare side in Kilcullen um, but Screen 4-14 Kilcullen 3-10 I think Screen were always in command in that game I think Kira Smith one of the members of the Mead Ladies Senior All-Ireland winning team I think Kira scored 3-5 or 3-8 uh, Amy O'Dowd who was also on that Mead Ladies Senior football team daughter of Mikko um, 
another excellent player was key to them winning so screen march on I think they played loud champions it could be Cooley in the Leinster Intermediate Club semi or semi-final uh, next week I think not 100% mm. sure when that is but uh, yeah so screen victorious in that game unfortunately uh, we weren't able to get to it but Mm. No, no match reports supplied either from the club, which is a little bit disappointing because uh, I know on the men's end of the club, Rowan Dardis does a great job maintaining yes. the screen website and sending in reports. So it's just a pity. Um, that's now from their their county final win. We didn't get anything, and now we haven't got anything. And from they had them. a tremendous uh, match in the under twenty one football championship. Yeah, they, yeah, and, know, and, the, and the lads end uh, up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, lady, so David Nelson, the new manager, was uh, was in Boromir, Fergalady, Leeds. Certainly, uh, no doubt, he'd be very interested to see uh, how a couple of players perform. He'd be thinking of bringing them into the squad. Players like uh, Leslie uh, Buchanan and, uh, as I say, Rachel Casserly and players like that. Yeah. Kathleen yeah. York, uh, Trisha Marley, you know, the, you know, so good players there. Good yeah, players. St. Dalton's have always had good players, and you think back, you know, to great Jared Doherty, one of the finest yeah. footballers Meade has ever produced, and same with Katie O'Brien. Uh, Irene Munley played with them as well, and um, Shauna Bennett. You know, they've had some outstanding players. Mary, Mary Coyne, Coyne, I think, still yeah. playing She's with them. Very, out, very good on Saturday. Outstanding yeah. players, like yeah, had, outstanding. Well, St. Dalton's really have produced some of the best footballers the county has ever produced. Uh, when when you look back at their list of names, so it's no surprise that they have players coming through that could uh, catch Davy Nelson's eye. Jimmy, just moving on from ladies football, there I just see a bit of breaking news here, um, and a statement from Kildalki Hurling Club. Following several successful years with Kildalki, the management team of Pat O'Halloran, Darla Hart, Martin Carr, and Carl Levy have stepped aside. Right. So Kildalki. Mm will be on the lookout for a new management team uh, and on one hand it's not a surprise because considering the workload that those lads took on mm. they were in charge of all three teams in Kildalki this year and got to a minimum of a championship semi-final with all three losing a senior semi-final losing an intermediate semi-final uh, but winning the junior two hurling championship as well so Pat O'Halloran and Daryl Hart as joint managers there have done a great job with Kildalki down through the years are you surprised to hear that news I'm not really surprised Fergal because as you say I knew, I knew the commitment they were giving to the club and, and managing the various teams you know to manage one team is a, a massive commitment as you know to manage three or it's more like you, you know you're talking about training sessions I know they used to train collectively and so on but you get around that but you still have to sit down and, and select the teams and so on so they've, they've certainly done their bit in recent years and uh, Pat O'Halloran of course this was Pat's second term as a manager or joint manager he, he was manager on his own there in, in from when they won their three in a row 2009 10 and 11 and uh, you know that was the, the first time really they had won the Senior Hurling Championship on the field of play they won it back in the 50s alright but that was in the boardroom because of uh, an issue with Kilmesson showing up late for that final that in 1957 I think it was you know so uh, don't open yeah. up all wounds there well, Jimmy <laughs> yeah they'll go back there but uh, you know look Pat, Pat he's, he's from Tipperary he's, he's a Hurling man true and true uh, he's uh, Dara is from Galway again a great Hurling man but um, you know Pat the three in a that he won with he'll always be remembered for, for guiding Kodaki to, to, to those incredible victories glory and days glory yeah. days indeed and uh, you know he the, the, of course the one the senior Horland last year as well as you know a partnership so 
big boots to fill there, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be difficult to find out who, who would, you know, it's difficult to, to, to have Johnny Greville in there from Westmead. He was a Harney man, another great Harney man. But, Interesting uh, to see, though, you know, the likes of Nick Fitzgerald, who's a former Mead senior hurling manager and had good success with Mead, guiding them to, hmm. to trophies as well and had good success with Mead Miners. He might be a fella that throws hat in the ring. Um, yeah, no, Nick though he, he, he runs a business man, as well. Yeah, very, very, very busy, busy man. So not uh, that the other lads aren't busy. No, but <laughs> but um, you know would would he go for it? Yes, he would be certainly a good choice. He, great hurling man too from Waterford and so uh, Cadogie are an incredible club though, Fergal, because yeah. uh, they've got so many teams. There's three adult teams like to to, uh, to it's a small village. Still, it's still a small village. Okay, it, it, during the Celtic Tiger years there was uh, various estates built there, but. Uh, that has added to the, the local population but it's a huge um, commitment three teams feeling three teams just in terms of having the jerseys washed it yeah, having jerseys for players and maybe maybe logistics um, like this and, and we'll, we'll do I'll do a rundown through the uh, results from the under 21 championship now um, in a minute but maybe the, two, the boys are looking at what's coming through and um, in terms of, of quality of youth coming through for Kildaki. Obviously, they still have some outstanding talented hurlers there, and they should have plenty to be considerable force in the Mead Senior Hurling Championship for a while. But at the weekend, they were beaten by 117 to 16 by Retoat in the under 21 Hurling Championship. Mm. Would that maybe have, uh, I'm not saying that that was the reason why they decided they've had enough. Obviously, they, they've done their duty, but. You know, a result like that, an eleven-point defeat uh, by Retoat in an under-21 game, suggests that is the well starting to run a little bit dry out in Kildare. Well, I don't know if it's, uh, that's an indication. Maybe uh, there were, maybe there are short few players for injuries or so on. But uh, you know, the, the, from what I know of the club out there, is that there's a huge battalion of, of young players involved coming up through the system um, this might be of course at that level one year can make a huge difference yeah of course yeah, you know yeah, you, you, yeah. Can, you might win a game one year and then win the championship the next year so it's difficult to judge it by just that one result of what exactly is happening there but um, couple I, of other I think they'll be back Fergal yeah well hopefully yeah because uh, I think I think a bit like uh, Trim been out of the wilderness there for 20 years the hurling championship always needed a strong trim team in it and uh, just just the uh, you would think that the hurling championship needs a, a Kadoki as well that uh, you wouldn't like them to uh, drift off the scene because it would it could only mean a less competitive hurling championship without a, a strong Kadoki team mm. but just to run down some of the other results in the under 21 hurling championship there was a draw match between Clannagale uh, against Killine Longwood uh, the amalgamated forces of Killine and Longwood um, where we, it was Clannagale 115 Killine Longwood 212 and the other game in the under 21 hurling championship was a resounding victory for Trim 429 Kilmessons 111 so the under 21 hurling championship has six teams in it so they'll play five games each that was the first round of it um, the under-21B Hurling Championship there was no result through for Dunham Rashburn against Wolf Tones but it was an easy win for St. Pat's against Retote's second team fairness to Retote fielding two teams in the under-21B Hurling mm-hmm. uh, is, is a serious achievement even though they were beaten 7-16 to 4 points and in the other game the under-21B was Navinamatnys 1-11 Drumree 1-5 
Uh, in the under 21A hurling championship, you had Lockrew, Gales, Gail, Colin, Kill, combined forces there, but a good side at minor a couple of years ago. 2 11, Nafina, 7 points. Uh, and you had St. Peter's Dunboyne, 116, Kiltail, 2 11. In the under 20 football championship, then, um, it was a good win for Trim on Friday night. They defeated Retoat. Trim 13 points. Retoat won nine. Retoat led by two points at half time in that one, but Trim uh, pulling out all the stops to get the victory in that one. And then the other game in Group A of the Under 20 Football Championship, Dunmore Ashburn won 14, Sentencetown 2 5. And only one game played in Group B, the Under 21 Football, saw Summerhill with Owen Frame to the fore, 110. Screen 12 points or yeah, something. That was a very uh, entertaining match. It went right down to the wire. Own friend scored a last minute, well, a, a, a extra time. I think it was six minutes into extra time. He scored a winning point in that game. Yeah, so no hangover from the senior football final defeat yeah. there. He was still able to produce the goods. Yeah, well, he, he, one of those great talented players, and we'd be hoping to see him in the green, green and gold again. Please and, God, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the under 20A football championship, I'll just fly through the results. St. Peter's Dunboyne 111, St. Pat's 2 7. Sionstown 15 points, Navin Mahoney's 9 points. Uh, Kilbride 3 7, Delete Bellystown 1 12. Killery Emmets 2 10. Uh, Gail Colin Kill 2 9. The under 20B football championship, you had uh, Drum Conrad Mead Hill 5 14, Oldcastle 1 11. Drumbarra 5 19, sorry, Dunderry 5 19, Drumbarra 1 5. Uh, Nobber Kermainham Wood 4 14, Banlock 1 9. And Waterstown 4 7, Clonard Banlabracky 10 points. The under 20C football championship, Bet of Dunsany 4 11, Nafina 1 4. Wolftones 4-13, St. Dalton's Cortown Gales 1-15. Um, unusual to see Wolftones playing under 20C football championship, the one under 20A last year, so mm. down at under 20C, but uh, getting off to a massive win there. Um, also in under 20C, St. Mary's 1-10, Minolte Carneros 1-8, and Innie Gales 2-11, St. Vincent's Curraha 13 points. And then lastly, the under 20D football championship. So four ABCD, five five grades in the under 20 football championship. The under 20D, St. Colin Kills, second team, 5 13. St. Michael's, six points. Uh, Retote weren't able to field their second team, so Rakenny got a walk over in that game. And Jenkinstown Gales, 6 5. Dunamore Ashburn, second team, 1 11. Um, and there's one more round of games. Yeah, Clonagale, 4 9. Longwood 12 points and Slane 415, Beliver 7 points. Yeah. So uh, plenty of action there in the under 20s. Um, and those games again, and so you, it's a tough, again, for dual players. You know, we, we spoke, we were having a chat off air earlier on about dual players and, and the value of uh, championship football and championship hurling and when it should be played. A lot of dual players having to play under 20 football on a Friday night and under 21 hurling on a Sunday morning. It's uh, asking a lot of our players. It's, yeah, look, it's, it's, uh, it's asking too much of players because, you know, it's not fair really on, on, the, on the, the best players because you, you, those best players as well, those very good, talented young players have been probably played senior up to very recently in the top teams and so on. So, you know, it's, it's, we're back. We're still, we're still asking too much of our young players. Would you not agree? And then this week, this week, yeah, so as if the players thought, all right, well, eventually I'm getting a bit of a break. 
Now the uh, the regional football championships are starting this weekend or this week, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, with games on, I think you might have the fixtures there. We carried them in last week's paper with games on Tuesday night and Wednesday night of this week. Yeah, Tuesday night is uh, Bruna Bonia against Lock Crew Regional. Uh, oh no, um, Lock Crew, um, and that's in Group A, and and on Tuscart versus Darnley. So you've got these you know various names and so on. Uh, I'm not sure how much they the 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 mean to people, but uh, do you, you want know, to tell us who's in those regions or the? Well, yeah, well, you know, in in um, Bruna Bonia, it's St Mary's, Julie Bellis Town, St Vincent's, pa- um, St Patrick's, the manager Niall Flynn, uh, Lock, you know, Lock on Tuscar, you've Mead, Hildrum, Conrad, Kilmain and Wood, Nobber, Sidon, Castletown. Uh, also in that group is in Group A is Loch Crew. There, Oldcastle, St Bridget's, Ballinlaw, Moyla, uh, and Darnley. Then are Cortown, St Ultons, Dunderry, Clonagale. So you know um, the group in the Group B of this regional football championship, it's Tara, which is made up of Dunsany, Dunshockland, Blackall Gales, Kilbride, St Paul's, Boyne Valley is made up of Rakenny, Slane, Watertown, Bective, Blackwater, Minolte, Carnaross. St Michael's from Dunbarra and Kilmainham and uh, my family is made up of Beliver, Boardsmill, Clannard, uh, Longwood. So wh- what do you make of this uh, regional football championship, Fergal? Oh, yeah, look, it's, it's, I can understand the logic behind it in that they want, to, uh, they want to offer players and especially young players who will might feel that they have the potential and the ability to be able to perform at a higher level but because their clubs are playing in the lower uh, championships we'll call them the junior and the intermediate championship so the regional championships are only open to, to players from junior and intermediate clubs so it's offering players an opportunity to play with all round stronger teams against uh, opposition of a similar standard but I'm not 100% sure that the buy-in is there from these younger players. I'm looking at, we were fortunate enough to get a, a, a look at the programme for and the list of panels for the games coming up. And there's some names on it. And I know Colin O'Rourke spoke about it at the launch of the region championships a couple of weeks ago about this being a platform for players to put their hands up and, and stake a claim for a, a place on the Mead Senior Football Panel. <laughs> but there's some players that are going to be playing in it that have no chance of getting involved in the Mead Senior Football Panel or are absolute certainties to be well, already on the Mead Senior Football it, Panel. It, so, are, they, are they not glorified trials or that are, who are, that are dressed up? Are they glorified, tri- are they glorified trials? Are, you know, like, no disrespect to certain players uh, that are playing in it, uh, but they're... they're uh, of of a, of an age, we'd say, where they're not going to suit the profile to be part of a mid senior football panel. But in fairness, they're putting their hands up and saying, "Right, yeah, I'll play in this regional." Yeah. Thing. Well, but uh, you know, and there's other lads. There's lads like uh, Harry Hogan and Donald Kyogen who are going to be involved in this regional championship. They don't need to to be on trial for the mid senior football team. Mm. Those lads will walk. They're the first two names on Colin Rourke's team sheet, I'd say, for net, mm. for the first game of the league. If Donald Kyogen and Harry Hogan aren't on the team sheet, uh, there's something amiss. So those two guys wouldn't need to be doing trials. But they're putting their hand up and they're looking to uh, excited maybe at the opportunity of representing the region. Maybe it needs to be structured in probably the similar way to the way the Kerry Senior Championship is in that uh, maybe we have a, a smaller... 
Uh, smaller group of teams playing in our senior championship in Kerry. You've got eight senior clubs uh, playing at senior senior championship, and then the other clubs play in a region, play as part of their regions to bring the senior championship up to uh, sixteen teams. So there's eight regions and eight senior clubs then that end up playing in the senior championship in Kerry. It sounds like a convoluted and confusing championship, but. It is a way of increasing the competitiveness and probably the standard of football um, throughout the championship. So, you know, maybe that's how the regional championships could be used, but there's an awful lot of hoops to have to jump through to get get through the legislators to get that on the on the books here in Mead. Well, it strikes me already, uh, that we've, we've enough competitions at this stage that, you know, at clubs, we, we've a lot of, uh, you know, we, the Premier Football Championships have been added in recent years, the Talton Cup, the various uh, competitions like that, they've all well, been added on and, uh, you know, we've already got a very tight schedule throughout the year. Now, great for you. Were, you were saying uh, from what you've heard that uh, some players are, might not buy into this, and um, young players, and and, and that's if, if players don't buy into a competition, then it's doomed in in the long run. But um, also, I wonder about how it, what effect it has on the hurling uh, schedule and the hurling teams. Like we mentioned there already, how does you know some some young players are playing twenty under twenty one match on a Friday and then have to play again on a Sunday. And then they have to the following week. Then they have this match coming up. Yeah, well, some you know, could. Yeah, some could be involved. So in, that's a, that's yeah. another yeah. already another. They're, they're, and they might have a college's matches the day after that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's another um, hole on their on their resources on on their talents. And they, we don't need. I, I feel we don't need more games. No, look, the in, intention at this time of the year. And the intention and the idea behind it is good, and I can understand where the football development committee were going with the idea of looking to offer players the, the opportunity to play at a potentially higher standard. Maybe the timing of it is a little bit wrong, but that, there's a lot of things that can be tweaked as the years go on and maybe to get it right. But uh, I think there's an overall, there needs to be an overall review of our football and hurling championship structures. I know there's a very important meeting going on tonight with the hurling clubs about the structure of the hurling championship. Um, and you'll just be a fear that there's a fear that maybe hurling is getting pushed a little bit to the side here certainly yeah um, and you know the, the hurling clubs feel that they need to have a look at their or the club the, the hurling games and promotion committee or whatever they don't even get their own hurling board anymore it's now the hurling games mm. and promotion committee the subcommittee uh, yeah. subcommittee get that they want to have a look at their championship and with a view to making it more competitive as well so there is a lot of uh, stuff you know, already out there for players to play. I know what you're saying the Premier Championship has been added in, yeah, but it was just those teams already played in championships. So the teams that played in Premier One and Premier Two of the football championships would have played in intermediate junior or intermediate and junior mm. football championships before this. So they were taken out just so that we didn't end up having second teams playing in first grade championships where where we had the likes of Dumboyne would say winning a junior championship couple of years ago and denying a first team an opportunity to progress up uh, from the junior to the intermediate so the premier championships were brought in for second teams and third teams okay you go lower down through the grades there and you uh, yeah but it's just it's, it's filling it's filling already a busy schedule yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. well it is a busy is. schedule referees and, the manager you know referees have to be referees found. and pitches and, and all pitches. that sort of stuff and, and there's also the thing of 
uh, with football one week hurling the next week football one week hurling the next yeah. week you end up so we made we were talking about uh, now I, within my own club and this isn't from talking to the management of either team so I, I'm not sure what their views on it are but I'm sure if I was a manager of one of the teams so trim hurlers play on a Sunday and the trim senior hurling manager so there's a huge amount of dual players involved so and the same with retorts the same with a lot of teams that they play senior hurling championship on a Sunday that senior hurling manager doesn't see the majority of those players again until Tuesday week mm. because hurling on the Sunday football training on the Tuesday Thursday football game on the Sunday mm. then after that the football manager then doesn't get to see his players well, well, until the following Tuesday well, weekend Christian Ring, again. Ring always said that you have to take out the hurling every day and, and practice with it at least well, an he'd know. yeah well, he would know <laughs> so so he said that so but, but yeah so that point it's it's difficult to do that if you're if you're coming home from working and rushing off to football training so you mightn't see or you mightn't get around to your hurling stick for a week yeah. Yeah. that's your point isn't so, it? so yeah so but what do we do then do you adopt the Wexford model which is let's play one of the championships early in the year and then follow it with the with the other football championships so we'd say for the sake of decent weather and and uh, hurling is always better in better weather so say if you play the hurling championship as the you mean in the, the first the senior intermediate junior all yeah, the championship all the matches hurling championships are played in the first eight weeks so when whenever the championship starts so the split season now ends in july hurling championship starts at the end of july so you've all of the all of august and all of september you play your hurling championship and then you go into your football championship or earlier whatever whatever yeah, way yeah. It, is. it wouldn't take that long uh, if the way it's run what have we got we've fought with three three rounds in the football championship quarterfinal semi-final and a final that's sick that's so that's 12 months 12 weeks if it's every two weeks but if you play it every week it's done in six weeks yeah you know so you start at the end of july uh, by early September your football championship is finished then, or your hurling championship would say is finished and then start into your football championship but what you'll have then is you'll have so if you go with hurling first your football managers are going to go I haven't seen my players for six eight weeks here mm. and then all of a sudden you're expected to go straight into the start of a uh, of a football championship with lads that you haven't seen at all for six or eight weeks so it's I don't know it's it's I don't know. It's you. What you give with one hand, you're losing with the other, and and you know it's. Well, it, it Cork, can end up uh, County like Cork, they go from one to the other though at the same time, and yeah, the and Tipperary. I wonder how they how they yeah, work out. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure, but yeah. it's just it is just a conundrum to to find the right balance for the players hmm. more so than anything else. You have to find the right balance for the players. That like lads are on the go there non-stop in Mead. So you look at Conor McGill, who had a. Mm. You talk about the split season. So Conor McGill played with Mead. He had an injury at the beginning of the year. Mm. Then had to come in after missing the first couple of National Football League games. Had to play National Football League high intensity stuff. I know you might say, "Oh, pity mm. about him." It was only a game every two weeks, but this is high intensity intercounty football. Oh, it is, of course. And then he had to come <laughs> straight off the back of that into a routine of. Hurling one week football, hurling mm. football, hurling football, and for Retote, who got to the final mm. of both senior championships in hurling and football, 
he was going right up to last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, right and, up and, at uh, high well, intensity. Connor's 29 now and he's had injuries, as you said, and uh, so on. So, you know. The, and he's not the, the only one. Brian McMahon uh, is also a, a mm, part of that group sure. as well, you know. And, oh, yeah, and, we're only just. Uh, yeah, just big, using him as an yeah, example. Uh, we mentioned earlier on about young players, they're students, so they've college matches as well, but at least Connor doesn't have that at this, at this stage. But, um, you know, yeah, so the solution, though, we don't see, you know. No, just come No matter here, what way you look at it. <laughs> we're just coming with problems here, Jimmy, and no, no real solution yeah, but, uh, yes, but look at there's bigger brains than ours maybe could come up with a solution for it I'm not sure um, what it is but well it was interesting to see recently uh, Fergal about how uh, Pat Spillane uh, you know he sort of was suggesting that we're losing in the split season now I'm talking about the split season here yeah. that we, we should we're losing an awful lot by going back to the split by by staying with the split season in terms of publicity and so on yeah but we're it's not about there. publicity I think the GA gets because, you know, enough publicity I think you know yeah like I know what they're saying about uh yeah, we're giving up all of September to the start of the Premier League and uh, that GA is off our screens. But it's not. Like, TG Carr and RT have done, given great coverage to the club championships this year. And some of the best games you'll see are the club games that you'll see. Like, in all fairness, how many really good games are there at inter-county level that you would sit down and watch? Whereas at club championships, there's some great games on the telly. Week in, week out, it's brilliant. Uh, I love watching the club games. I watched Palantine, Palatine against the Pats the other night you know Carlo against Wicklow club champions mm. where would you see it if Carlo were playing mm. Wicklow I wouldn't sit down and watch it Apparently, sit down and watch Palatine and yeah, St Pats yeah but they're not getting combined they're not getting the, the, the viewing uh, figures uh, that that's you, that, problem that's not yeah, the GA's problem well it feeds into the GA I think this is the point now, I don't agree I don't. I think the split season is the only way to go because it's the only fairest thing I remember having a, 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 a discussion over this with a, a, GA, a prominent GA official many years Years ago, he said, "Oh, we're, we're going to deal with it." He yeah. said, "But they didn't. They didn't. It was. It took the pandemic to deal with it." Yeah. And yeah. Um, so you know, I'm. I'm I think it's I'm, all, I'm all for the split season, yeah, Fergal, yeah. and be fair to the to the club man and the club ladies, and and they can plan their holidays and all the rest. Well, of as it. we say, a hundred percent of the players are club players. Only two percent are inter county. Is it two percent? Right. Yeah, okay. So yeah. of the player of the amount of players mm. that are playing GA in in the, in the country. 100% of them are club. Yeah, but that 2%, 2 gener- generates uh, probably how much they generate for the GA. But it's still generated. You know, yeah. they're still generated. I think that's that's scaremongering that's been put up. Oh, we're allowing the soccer get a more yeah. opportunity. Loads mm. of time for them. Don't that that's bullshit. But anyway, yeah. Um, well, but I, I I as I say, I agree with the split season. So you know. Yeah. So look at we we could argue all day, but and unfortunately we haven't got a few points, <laughs> uh, which is the best way to argue these things. But. Uh, we, we can move on as I know uh, you're hosting this but we do have a busy paper again this week you sat down um, you had an interesting chat with Connor Nash who's home from yes, Australia yes um, I met Connor there um, well by accident I met, I met him in Navin he's walking around Navin and I'm sure a lot of people have seen him running around Navin too because he's a, as a professional footballer of course this is his holidays uh, inverted commas but uh, he, he trains regularly he trains every day for those wondering who, who he is who is he Jimmy Connor Nash plays with Hawthorne in, in Australia he's a 
Australian footballer and has has been there since 2016. Won two, uh, two uh, senior football championships with Simon St. Gales before he went. He was only a youngster then. You know, he's, he's still only a youngster. Still but, only 24, uh, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the interview, he talks about how he, even at 24, he's uh, he's regarded as something of a an oldster in, in, in that in the Australian Aussie rules football. It's so a tradition. A, a traditional um, a, a traditional <laughs> can't say the word a traditional thank you thank you very good uh, a traditional traditional yes. but um, <laughs> yeah, an interesting an interesting fact from the piece that I read is that uh, of the amount of players from Ireland that have gone over to try their hand at the professional Aussie rules over 60 players or something only 10 have played 50 or more games and Connor is, yeah, among, yeah, Connor yeah. is among that now he's among those yeah yeah and he's aiming for 100 he wants to go you know, yeah. he says when you reach 100 you've really had a decent career but it's very difficult to break through it's professional football it's, yeah, well, Zach Tui and Mark O'Connor winning you know winning the championships over there with Collingwood this year and yeah. I think Zach Tui has over 200 games hasn't he right, right. Well, he, you know, he's, so he's, 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 he's way out in front you know yeah. back in the day it was what Jim Steins and so Jim on and Ty Canelli, yeah, these were, guys, they uh, were the men yeah but uh, they had very did consider a success over there as well but um, well, Connor is definitely well established over there now and it's a fascinating interview and uh, without giving any more away ask people to go out and buy the paper and have a read of it it's a, it's a good story we yeah. also you also had uh, and again without giving away too much you, you had an interview you were busy this week you had an interview with Bernard O'Byrne and about his ambitious yeah. plans for a League of Ireland club in yeah Mead. Bernard is pushing ahead with this some might say way off the uh, the, the left or centre idea it's a project that he has up and running to form a League of Ireland club now he, he's he's sent us some information on that in terms of what he plans the plans he has and the vision he has for a venue to build a venue around that boy and, and base the club there and the venue would be kind of a uh, I suppose a, a hub for the area multi-sports uh, type yes, facility yeah. yes and, and help to develop the area so it's not just an economic or not just a sporting programme it's an economic project as well this so yeah he gave us details in, in this week's Meets Chronicle how he envisages it's going to work and also in your column uh, speaking about the Apple area you tell the just briefly tell the remarkable story of David Scobie Martin about how he played you know we talk about burnout of players about how as a 13 year old he played senior hurling for that boy and as a 15 year old or as a 14 year old he was asked into the mid senior hurling panel and played with them as a 15 year old and yeah, you know was, uh, as a kid imagine that happening now imagine a 13 year old playing senior hurling well, championship well you, know, you look at the soccer uh, this, uh, the, the 15 year old played for uh, 15 wasn't he played for Arsenal you yeah. know it's mad I think that's that's way off That's just I think it shouldn't be allowed yeah, well. you know no matter how uh, mature a, a young player is you know he shouldn't be against growing men who are physically strong but well, no bother to Scobie though no it wasn't look no. yeah he was truly exceptional talent and we focus on that in that, in that piece yeah yeah and also um, we, we also have a, just a little piece about Evan Ferguson signing a new contract we talk about young fellas yeah, Evan Ferguson was only 14 years of age when he played for Bohemians against uh, Celtic in a pre or Chelsea, uh, sorry, Chelsea yeah. in a pre-season friendly for Bohemians like yeah. 
14 years of age crazy yeah. I, think, I think that was against Chelsea in it Frank won- Lampard's first game when was he was it? in it was charge in Chelsea Park anyway, in Park anyway in friendly and uh, so we, fr- fr- Frank uh, well hopefully Frank has moved on Everton are doing okay aren't they no, I won't um, go there Jimmy you used to port Liverpool yeah, don't we you won't, we won't go yeah. there Jimmy yeah. where are they now Fergus 6 There's or 7 still, yeah, we won't go anywhere near uh, your Leeds United supporter Jimmy but anyway I don't think you're in any no, position they're struggling they're, uh, I am a Leeds United supporter but they're struggling alright yeah um, just before we finish up um, we look ahead Jimmy you've done uh, Dunderry and Leinster Club yeah, Junior Hurling Championship yeah Leinster Feckins in the Leinster Club uh, on Saturday is it? Uh, well, um, yes I think it is Fergal I think it is um, I'm not 100% sure of that now but, but um, uh, you know the place in Feckins St Feckins this certainly won't be an easy an easy task for no, Dunderry no they're the senior hurling champions senior hurling for the last two years they've won it, won it last year as well and uh, they won the league title as well so they're double winners so you know they're going to, they're going to be a tough task for Dunderry but Tommy Levy you know he's he's got his his, his players playing very well throughout the year okay they lost one match to Drumree and um, let's hope they, they do the business in 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 um, over the weekend you know I think it's in Darver probably that way. there's no Possibly, venue yeah. uh, we haven't Feckens got a venue term and Feckens, so yeah we haven't got a venue for it only, a venue yet no but okay so look, look lots to look forward to but lots to look reflect on as well and uh, Fergal listen thanks very much for joining me thanks, Jimmy. for this week's uh, I think you talk. did a great job as host Jimmy I think <laughs> you could do this every game. week I think I'll take two weeks off lads <laughs> yes Fergal you can have the next two weeks off thanks Jimmy and uh, so listen folks um, all mind yourselves out there and thank you for listening to t- uh, this week's edition of Talk Talk Good Game.